Welcome to episode 41. My God, we are just burning up these episodes. Uh, I I know that you guys have noticed I started doing three shows a week. Next month, we are doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday. It's going to be awesome. I have some really great guests coming for you guys. Super stoked. But anyways, let's start off with some sponsors. As per the usual, Lorenzotti.coffee for all of your delicious Italian coffee needs delivered directly to your door. Bring the taste of Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And, of course, my friend, my homie, uh, partner on the show, TopLobster.com, where you can get this wonderful Epstein Didn't Kill Himself shirt that I'm wearing tonight, or this amazing, amazing custom Break the Cycle pillow from the Couch Dreams. You can bring it home and cuddle with it while you watch all of your favorite guests. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. And, of course, AnthemPlanning.com, executive producers of the show, all of your emergency and crisis planning needs. Check these people out. See what they can do for your business. They're amazing, amazing. Delaware Mises Caucus people. I'm sure we might talk a little bit about the Mises Caucus tonight. I, I have a feeling it's probably coming up. Because my my guest tonight is my, my good friend. I mean, this man has been like a brother to me for the last four years. He is the founder and the forever chair, God King, of the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus. He is... Mr. Michael Heiss, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm good, man. And yeah, I, I will never be deposed. That is, and that is the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Everyone hates you for it, buddy. Everyone hates you for it, <laughs> except for the Mises Caucus. I don't think anybody. Look, I don't think anybody can watch the work that you've put in over the last four years and be mad that you're the chair. I mean, they just you can't. You can't do it. Uh, if you can't push me around, you might be. I mean, sure, sure. But I mean, <laughs> the people who are actually uh, uh, friends of the caucus or a part of the caucus, they can't. They, what are they going to say? They're not going to say anything. You know what I mean? Do you know how many donors we're at every month now? Oh, I don't. I, last time I checked, you we were like $14,000 a month or something, dude. It was wild. Yeah, we're, we're almost at $16,000. We're at, uh, we're at 1,050 like, donors a month. It's wild, dude. It's, it's great. Yeah. It's great. And I talk about this shit on the show all the time. I mean, when the caucus started, dude, it was like 50 people in a Facebook group. Yeah. Back in, what was that, 2017? Late 17, yeah. And and I remember, because I, I just came into the group and just started spamming the group. I'm like, I need you guys to support my chair run. You have to support me. Yeah, and it was, it, you know, it was funny. Jeff was, Jeff Douglas, like, from the beginning was like, we should just get behind this fucking Josh guy and, and just roll with it. And I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going to ask Judge Knapp to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, uh, you know, I'm going to throw all my Hail Marys first and then we'll figure it out from there. And, uh and then I, th- I can remember the first time me and you talked. I was like, oh, dude, this, this guy seems like he really gets it. You know, like, and all right, maybe we will go for it. And yeah. then it just became a fucking crazy adventure. And it, it did. It really did. I mean, we, you know, I talk about this a lot, too. We, 
you know, I, I got to travel the country. I went to 25 states that, that during that convention season. I mean, 25 states. And uh, I took the Mises Caucus brand as like a target on my back. And I would show up to these state conventions and there'd be like one, maybe two, like Mises Caucus members at these state conventions. You know what I mean? Now you go to these state conventions and they're full. I mean, they're full of Mises Caucus members everywhere you go. Yeah. And I, the first time I noticed it uh, was at, at the Iowa State Convention for the 2020 convention season. I showed up here in Iowa and, and there was 20 Mises Caucus members at Iowa. And I'm going, oh, wow, dude. Like this is, it's changing. The shit is changing. I mean, how's it been for you, Mike? I mean, you went, you went from, I mean, you went from uh, having a Facebook group to, to running a, a, a national organization <laughs> with uh, how many states are organized now? Like 46. It's wild, dude. Wild. Yeah. It's, it's been real crazy for me, especially this year, because this is the first year that like, I mean, I've gone to some conventions, but like, this is the first year where I've really traveled, you know, and, and, um, I'm seeing the culture, you know, and that's, that, that to me is the real big thing and the real big takeaway. Uh, and I really kind of accepted it at the, at the 2020 convention. It dawned on me of like, holy shit, we're a culture now, you know, like I, I kind of, I've told this story a few times, but like, you know. We were we owned the room at that national convention and Friday was a complete waste of time. And then Saturday was mostly a waste of time. And and we only got one piece of business done, which was the chairs race. And and the chairs race didn't go how we wanted it to go. And there was just like no reason to believe at that point that there was going to be anything good that could happen the next day when we get into the rest of the business. So I was I was like, man, how am I going to like keep the morale together? How am I going to, you know, keep everybody's dicks up basically? And we threw a rager at, at one of the Airbnbs and everybody was like playing, you know, drinking games and having a great fucking time and, and partying. And it was, it was awesome. And nobody was like despondent. Nobody was like, Oh, this was a waste of time. I'm out of here. Fuck the LP, you know, all this stuff that I expected. And sure enough, we come out the next day and we have a great day. We elect Ken, we elect Karen Ann. Uh, we, we get our whole JC except for, uh, except for one, uh, we, Stopped a bunch of stuff like it was it was a lot better than I would have expected. And everybody, despite not getting the result that we wanted at the chairs race, um, walked away feeling a lot better than they did coming in. And and that's when I really learned like, oh, shit, this is like a legitimate community and culture now. Like hmm. this thing has a complete life of its own. Yeah, it was it was really strange. So I've talked about this on the show quite a bit, too. It, I've I've talked about a lot of this stuff on the show over the, you know, it's, it was still kind of fresh, man. I mean, it was just last summer. It wasn't it wasn't that far away. You know what I mean? And uh, but is it, it does it does it still seem a little strange to you that the Mises caucus basically was able to push their will completely at the national convention, except for in the chairs race? Doesn't that seem a little bit strange to you? Just a little. A little bit, right? And wasn't it really funny that, like, all the vote totals for all the motions prior to the chair race were about 650 to 700 votes, and then all of a sudden the chair race was, like, 900 and something, 940 votes? Yeah. It seems a little It was weird. a little strange. It was a little and, strange. And when, you, when you're in those moments, though, like, when there's chaos breaking out in the moment, you never know what to do with it or even know what the hell is actually going on. You know, it's always after the fact that you can say, oh, man, I could have done this or I should have done that. Or, oh, this is what was going on. And and, you know, that's just the, the reality of the situation. Um, but we're going to get them next time. That's that's I, I don't want to say it's for sure, but it's it's looking pretty good. I, I mean, if you want, I can kind of run down some of the numbers with you of, of why I'm so optimistic. Yeah, right? sure. We would I love feel... to hear why you're optimistic, man. Absolutely. All right. So one, 
you took 40% of the vote last year. Now, what produced that 40% of the, of the vote was an email list that was about 3,500 people large. Of that 3,500, um, I think it like 650 or 700 people had indicated that they were interested in becoming delegates at all. Um, there was an organizing team of about 150 people. Of that 150 people, I would estimate only a quarter of them were actually like working the back end that we had set up for them uh, and working the system that we had set up for them. Um, so it wasn't exactly the most efficient with what, what, what little we had. And on top of that, our mobilization budget was something like 15 grand True. maybe. And like, and I'm including in that like state party tables, like shit that isn't 100% germane to the actual national convention itself. So all of that, and, and then not to mention there's like certain X factors to where we have reason to believe that there was, I mean, you just described one of the reasons, but we have reason to believe that we had the juice to pull it off last year. So like, for example, here in Pennsylvania, uh, we had more than half the delegates the day of our state convention. But between all the chaos, between the do we have a venue, do we not have a venue, is it at this venue, is it at that venue, online delegates or delegates, no, they're not, yes, they are. Like between all of this shit, um, like 12 of them dropped off. So we went from having like over half to having like not that many here in Pennsylvania. And, and there's no way to like calculate the effect of that all over the country. And, and you know, the difference between 60-40 when the delegation is like 1,010 is only like 105. Right. Meaning, meaning the win number is, is not 105. It's half of that plus one. So like the win number that we need over last year is only really 56. Right. Something like that. Um, so to put it in perspective, the mobilization budget was 15,000. We're basically making $15,000 a month right now. Um, instead of 650 people who are, who have indicated interest in becoming delegates, we have over 2,600 people who have, uh, uh, indicated that they want to become delegates. Uh, instead of 3,500 emails, we have, uh, over 15,000 emails. Um, instead of 25% of 150 organizers working the back end, we have like 70, 75% of the organizers, uh, which are, there's like 200 of them now, um, work in the back end. And that's, what's producing all of these wins across the country. And, and not only that, we also now have, I would say like a controlling stake, like between either Mises radicals or Mises and friendlies, what, as we call them, um, <clears throat> that are in half of the States in the country. Like 25 states in the country are are either Mises dominant or have the chair as Mises, and and uh, you know that's that's huge, and that's not even including Pennsylvania, which, yeah, we lost, but we had the numbers. Oh, was you know, it, yeah, had, it wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah, 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 we had the numbers, and we just got beat on a rule that, frankly, I mean, I knew I knew it could have happened, but I I didn't think it would go that I didn't think it would go that. Far. Well, you I didn't and, think you and I talked. So I don't know if you remember, we had a talk about this. Uh, I, like a month or so before the Pennsylvania State Convention, you said, "Look, I think your exact words. I, don't don't quote me. It may not be verbatim, but it was it was. Look, they're either going to let us vote or they're going to show their ass. I mean, that's it, yeah. right? Because because it's it's a bylaw that hasn't been instituted for thirty years. They they've laxed it every single state convention in Pennsylvania for thirty years. If they use it." It just it just goes to show what they, they what they will do to try and beat the Mises caucus, right? Right. And and they did. I mean, they used it. And right. And, and it, well, what people don't realize is how they got. How did they get that result? Because that's the real problem. The fact that they got the result isn't the problem. The the, the problem is is what they've created in getting that. 
like, so what I mean is there's a bunch of people who came in through the Jorgensen campaign and the leadership of the party and the people who were running for leadership of the party kind of acted as like the main throughways into the party. And these aren't bad people. These are people that came in. They might be a little bit more moderate than me and you or whatever, but like whatever. And, and they want to do work in the party. Like these are good people, but they were told things by people they trusted, people who brought them into the party, people who were leadership. You know, these are new people and they're just like, you know, they're coming into the party and they're like, huh, wow, the leadership really seems to like me and wants to move me up, you know, and all that kind of thing. And well, they were being told by certain people that I'm a right wing nut job. Uh, I'm a transphobe, I'm a homophobe, I'm a racist. And and so like, I've been in the party six years, I've got people who have been here six months who were just absolutely positively sure that I'm a transphobe. And these people have my phone number, but don't reach out. True. And you know, and, and it's like, what the fuck is going on here? And so they they created this environment of hate in order to get the vote that they wanted. And so that whole experience at the Pennsylvania convention, I've said it a few times before is it was a giant manic episode. Cause like on Friday night we have Scott Horton and, and Tom or not Tom with Scott Horton and Dave Smith. And we have the, the state chapter leader for gun owners of America. We have like 370 people, you know, and it was live, dude. It was, it was high charged in there, man, super positive and uh, just all around good vibes. Um, you know, we have tables for young Americans for liberty, gun owners of America, the Mises Institute, uh, uh, decriminalized nature, which is the psychedelic uh, decriminalization group, like like actual coalition tables and actual libertarian tables. And then the next next morning, you know, 830 in the morning before I even have my my coffee, you know, they're just telling Mises members, oh, we can't see your registration in the in the uh, the database. So you, you're not a voting member. What are you talking about? I have the email right here, like saying that I'm a member like. No, no, you're not in the database. I've been doing this every year. What are you talking about? Like, and yeah, it just started right there. And, and that, I mean, they got like 20 people that way right off the shoot before they ever even got the vote. And I mean, it was, there was like, it, I might have some of the numbers wrong here, but it was something like 260 people total that were present and credentialed. And out of that, only 113 or 14 voted. So they, they kicked out more people than were left voting Sure. It was intense. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I mean, you know, we we. This is something that we talked about years ago. Me and you. It was like you know they're laughing at us now, but they're not going to be laughing at us forever, right? And no. and we knew that they were going to start doing shady shit to try and stop the music. They had already they had already started doing it in 2018. I mean, it, let's be honest. When it came to the convention shit, we we know for a fact that. Uh, people were trying to keep our people out by not having our speakers. We know we're not going to go over it uh, repeatedly over and over and over again. But there was uh, w one gentleman that we were trying to get to the convention uh, that probably would have brought a lot of fucking people to the convention. And uh, there was some people on the convention oversight committee that were like, no, you know what I mean? And uh, and, and they did it purposely. There was a reason for that. Uh, but but the caucus no matter how hard 2018 was on us on everybody the 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 caucus was not ever like deterred from continuing the mission which right. was which was beautiful and i mean you and 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 david i don't want to mention david on the show i me and david are going to have to have some a talk soon uh by the way uh luke enzer uh i mean preston you guys have just you've doubled down doubled down quadrupled down uh and it and it just keeps going so um how how much more bullshittery do you think that you're going to have to deal with over the next year? Well, how I look at it is last year 
I mean, there's always bullshit, but like they saved they saved the the core of it for convention. Like they waited, they at least waited until the end around the big event. I mean, here with with what just happened in New Hampshire. I mean, we're a year out, man. You know what I mean? And like oh, we're going to talk just, about that. Don't worry. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just stole a state party, you know, and and uh, it's not going to work out for them. Mm-hmm. But but the point is, they tried and and they did it, and and we're a year out, and and this is just like the big thing that happened. There's like other little things that have been happening. Like, you know, Henchman has been naming people that he wants to win state chairs races as activist of the month. You know, for example, he's been, uh, he canceled the, uh, the member recruitment program or the, the, the recruitment incentive program for the people with platforms, you know, which was really only being, I mean, really only being used effectively by like Tom and Dave. And I offered, well, Dave didn't have one yet. He had just signed up, but like Tom, I had offered one to Hotep Jesus and they were pissed about that. And, and yeah, so they canceled that so that we could, they, they could claim credit for our membership growth without, without giving the credit to us. Sure. Sure. You know, oh man, we got some really, uh, old school OGs in the, in the chat here, man. We got the fakertarians and I just want to address something. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for the super chats. Uh, uh, Reed Coverdale disregard the BFCs cause he likes to call them uh bitch fuck cucks. I think. Uh, let's see. We had, we had some other ones too. Uh, Platt, Platt, thank you, sir. Uh, Nick Ashley said, "Michael, I'm sorry. I start crap with the losers. I can't help it, man. We know. We know, Nick. Everyone knows." Uh, Jacob Winograd says, "Give me, give, give me gazebos or give me death." And Top Lops the through one too says, "BTC over Timcast, FW, FTW, sup, Mike." Um, Daniel, but, Daniel will probably be proud of me. I've been wearing my my lobster tie around to these events. Yeah. Well, I just my, my I just wanted Peter to bring up so time. so we're gonna get into this New Hampshire thing. We're we're like twenty minutes in the podcast now, so we're definitely gonna talk. It's it's a big deal. Everyone knows about it, but no one knows what the fuck's going on. Everyone's taking sides. Blah 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 blah. I'm on the fucking LNC. I've actually interviewed both sides of this of this ordeal uh, with with a couple other members of the LNC as well. So I'm privy to a bunch of shit that you guys don't know about. But I did have I did have a super chat in here that I really wanted to. Um, uh let's see address it's from sasha cohen who uh by the way i may add i was against endorsing from the mises caucus by the way and you guys yes endorsed, you were you guys endorsed him anyways but i knew he was a shit brick and this motherfucker, I was, yeah, this I motherfucker was said if, that one <laughs> he said if there's any cycle to break it's the cycle of grifters trying to destroy the lp for their own benefit this motherfucker was in the same room as me just a little over a week ago in chicago at the lnc meeting and he didn't even look at me in the eyes when he came in to talk shit so so yep. you, so now you're going to so now you're going to come in here and talk convention. shit in my chat okay we know that you're a pussy thanks uh anyways so um new hampshire man Okay, this is this is crazy, and I want to break it down a little bit for the people that are in the chat. Uh, New Hampshire was majority Mises Caucus uh, from the convention in March. They they had taken the I mean the, almost the entire board. If I'm not if I'm not incorrect here, um, yeah, they they allowed they they purposefully didn't run somebody for chair, and this right. is something that is happening in multiple states where they they let people take certain other positions in order to be like, hey, like we're down to work with you, like right. You well, know. and I want to and I want to. This is something else that I want to address with you that you should have listened to me on over the last year. Okay, um, so in 2018, I was the unity guy. 
And I tried to talk to Reed Coverdale about this. I was the fucking Unity guy. You guys were the ones that were like, fuck that guy, fuck that. No, don't even listen to him. I, I, was like, I feel like that was more 20. We were pretty hardcore in 18. Maybe in 22, maybe part of 20 as well. But it was. But for me, it was like I had to make inroads. I'm running to be chair. You knew that. You understood that. You talked to yeah. Dave about that on my behalf, right? Like right. You guys understood that I had to handle things differently than other people like Dave and you and everybody else yes. could handle shit because I was trying to become the chair of a national political organization. Well... At the time, I was like, well, I can I could talk to these people. I could be friends with these people. But over the last year, you have seen me take a turn to where yeah. I am completely anti-unity. I think all these fuckers should either take a backseat or head, head on home, right? And and I'm it's proof is in the pudding with Gilletta Jarvis. Yeah. That's somebody, well, you guys, the, the Mises Caucus extended an olive branch said okay you're not Mises caucus you're not even really that Mises caucus friendly but we're going to we're going to extend an off, an olive branch here to to uh kind of show this this show of unity you want to be chair all the old members here know you so we're going to we're going to help you become chair and she was unanimously elected even by the Mises caucus and what did she do two fucking months later turn around and stabbed the entire caucus and 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 in, in doing so stabbed the entire party of New Hampshire she, in the back. Well, she's yeah, she stabbed all. I don't think people realize how bad this is. Like right now, there are however many people who are members of New Hampshire. Their names and addresses and all of that information, their donor data, all of that stuff is in the hands of people that they never consented for it to be in the hands of. Like that is like I'm not saying this flippantly. Like I'm saying this in in a criminal sense, like state federal crime sense. That is fraud, and and they're lawyering up. Like, oh, I know this is serious shit. And they, they, they and they still don't have their website back. And and there's basically been de facto admittance that it wasn't that that all these things were, in fact, stolen because they've returned shit. You know, like they've returned some of the physical assets, they, uh, the, the AV equipment, the podium, you know, stuff like that. They've returned access to the Stripe account, the payment processor. Um, they still don't have access to the website. And the craziest thing was. I was the one that broke it to half the LNC. Right. Like I, I got a text from from some of the guys in, in New Hampshire saying this can't be legal. And it's like, you know, link, linking me to um, Jarvis's letter. And I'm running around like I, I, I like cut uh, Ken Molman off from a conversation he was having from like seven people. I'm like, yeah, really sorry. But this conversation's over. <laughs> you are now having a new conversation. Um, oh, and, you were blowing and- me up, dude. You were blowing me up. You were yeah, calling me like, like repeatedly. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I had no idea. Yeah, and then even Eric Rodset was there, and he said the same thing. He's like, "No offense, but like, why am I finding this out from Michael Heiss?" And I'm like, "No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> like, why are you finding out from me? What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, but I want to I jump back a little bit. We are not against unity. We are against bullshit unity. And and our what's funny is I'm seeing the unity crowd come around to the same position that we have always been in. And it's we want unity, generally speaking, but you can't have unity with bad actors. You can't have unity with liars. You can't have like you can't have unity if there's no standards. Right. And that's the big problem in this party. There is no standards. There's never been standards. And and that's really bad because what happens is. You can never hope to appeal to people that have any modicum of, of success uh, or, or self-respect because they didn't get – if they are successful, they didn't get to a level of success by not having standards for themselves. And they can they can recognize that in an organization when they don't have it for themselves and they rightfully say, oh, this is a joke. They're not serious and peace out. 
you know? So like we want unity with people who are down to work, even if we don't necessarily agree, like we can have a friendly competition and shit, but like you can't have it with people who are who with socialists who are completely like ideologically opposed to what we're about. You can't have it with people that call you racist that don't know anything about your family. Like you can't have it with, with people who are calling Jews Nazis. Like you can't, you just can't. And, and nobody with any self-respect would want to. You know, like, so we want unity, but not bullshit unity that that losers and bad actors use as a cover to try to uh, enable their own bad behavior. Sure, sure. But I want so I want to get back to the the New Hampshire thing. So there's there's so it's so funny to me. Right. So let's take away the Mises caucus completely. Right. In my in my obviously, I'm a little biased. He's done. I I get it. I'm a little I'm no, I just I mean, I mean, I'm a little biased. In this situation, there's no doubt about it. I'm, I'm a Mises Caucus guy through and through. I fucking love the Mises Caucus. I don't think the party... I think the party is going to be so much more successful in the next 10 years because of the Mises Caucus than it ever would have had been without the Mises Caucus. But take that away from the scenario, okay? There are people on the LNC right now who are arguing that we need to really get all the facts and we really need to do a thorough investigation. We need to push all this shit out weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. We've already had the interviews, right? We did an interview with the New Hampshire uh, board. That's the actual elected board. And then we did a separate interview with Gilletta Jarvis, okay? And so before we did those interviews, I had not made my mind up, but had kind of made my mind up because of the way that I had, the things that I had read that Gilletta put out herself. Okay, you cannot just trash the bylaws of the state affiliate. You cannot just go start. You can go start your own entity. They tried she, to hide them, by the way. I know. They tried to hide the real bylaws. I know, but then I, we told them she had to give them to us. And I, and I found them, and I read them, and guess what? She, she this is how bad it is, okay? I wanna, I'm going to preface all of what I'm about to say with this is how bad it is. She unilaterally wrote by herself an entire new set of bylaws and changed the chair term from a year to four years. Tell me because that's not... Didn't- Tell me that's because not she didn't self like some ser- Yeah, tell me that's not self-serving fucking bullshit. But here's the thing. After doing the interviews, everything that I already thought, Gilletta Jarvis told me, except for one thing. She would not tell who helped her. Yeah, the mystery co-conspirator. The mystery co-conspirator out of, hmm, where is it? New Hampshire. <laughs> I wonder. I fucking wonder who had it at hand in this shit. Hmm, who just moved to New Hampshire last year? Sarwak, that's who. So, so here's the thing. So, she wouldn't tell us that, but she told us everything else. She told us that she locked them all out of the counts, and she lied to them about why she needed to get into the counts. She said she needed to get into the the accounts to do maintenance, and then lock them all out. Like you can't do that. You just fucked over the entire state party. Not you didn't just fuck over the Mises Caucus. You know what I mean? Like you took every single paid membership in that party and told them that they are no longer a member of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party until they sign your bullshit that you came up with on your own with no help from anybody who was elected to run that state. We know who helped you. I know who helped you. You don't have to say his name. I know who he is. I'm very familiar with him. He's a slimeball piece of shit that I had to deal with that I worked on a board with for two years. And that letter, and here's the best part. So, Everyone's like, well, Joe wrote the letter on the 7th. Maybe he didn't know. When we did the interview with Gilletta, she said that she talked to Joe on the 6th and 7th about her intentions to do these things. Yep. Okay. And then Joe tried to claim that it was the expulsion of Jackie Perry. 
Right. But the expulsion of Jackie Perry happened, happened on, J- on June 8th. Yeah. The day after the letter went out. So it had yeah, nothing and, to do with it. And there was all these other wild claims, too. Like, like uh, Joe cited something that she had said in her letter about, like, oh, they they wanted to support or uh, they wanted to run Republicans or they wanted to make Bullshit. it. Bullshit. We asked Party. for evidence. We got none. Yeah, there's no evidence. Well, I'll tell you what that's based off. I can tell you what the evidence is. The evidence is one post that one guy who has been in the in the in and around the party. I mean, he's not been in the state for 13 years, but he's been in and around the party for 13 years. A lifetime member who posted in the the Max public... Abramson. No, oh, no, okay. no. He wasn't a Republican. It's a legit libertarian. Like it and it who who's been around for a while. He made one post, and he's not a Mises Caucus guy either. Made one post into the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Facebook group saying, like, hey, we've there's a guy and I don't know who it is, but there's a guy who is like a legitimately great uh, Liberty Republican. Like and, and people don't realize that, like, New Hampshire's a little bit different. Like the Speaker of the House of the Republican Party is is a Rothbardian. Right. Like legitimately. And 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 it's a different setup in that particular state. And I forget what position this guy is occupied, but like he apparently has a very, very good track record. Like and he just said, what if we just didn't get you a know, run run governor? And this is just one guy, one comment thread in a Facebook group and and oh, had the conversation publicly uh, and and it that ha- conversation happened. That's the evidence. Right. That is the evidence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. one theoretical conversation. And and, you know, Karen Ann made the, the brilliant point of like Justin Amash when he was speaking in Florida this weekend said that we we should do that like if and frankly i i in, in very certain circumstances i agree like if if now i i might catch some heat for that but i'm telling you if, if, if thomas massey wanted to run for governor in kentucky i would say yeah maybe go for like state senate or senate or something for your ballot access <laughs> you know like sure. yeah no well and so okay that's that's fine. I get it. There, and but here's the other thing. We're on this call with her, and she's talking about all these physical threats of violence that that her and other members of the party are getting. And I'm going, do you have any proof of this at all? I mean, anything? Did you guys call the police? Is there is there any screenshots? Can you send? We don't have any of that shit. Joe then comes to the list and says that there's evidence, but I've asked for the evidence. I've gotten none. How can we do very quiet? Yeah. How can we do? How can we do a thorough investigation? If you're not going to send me the evidence that you say you have. Hi kids. Do you like violence? Are you sick to death of pussyfooting around the truth while being constantly fed lies by news and big tech tyrants? If so, then come join me, Dan Smots, on The System Is Down, where we get weird, have fun, and dig into all the dangerous taboo topics like conspiracies, politics, religion, culture, current events, and everything your family just prays you don't bring up around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I know that reality is scary to some people, so if you're easily offended, just ignore this and go back to making cat memes or whatever. But if you're ready to change the world for the better, come join me on The System Is Down down at tsidpod.com or wherever you get podcasts. That's tsidpod.com because the system is down and truth is taking over. You know what I mean? And so it, the whole thing's crazy. But the, the, the thing that is the absolute fucking craziest to me, Mike, is that there's members of the LNC that are, that are literally trying their very hardest to drag their feet and act like Gilletta did nothing wrong. When it's clear, it's... It's painfully clear, right, that you just fucked over an entire state affiliate because you weren't happy about the Twitter, about the fucking Twitter, Mike, right? Yeah. And and it's like, 
I don't give a shit about your Twitter. I think their Twitter got 12 million impressions in two days. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So like it's a 10,000% increase is what they told me. Yeah. So like, I get it. Like maybe you're, Oh, you don't like the bold messaging. Okay. They said we should abolish chi- child uh, labor laws. Hey man, are you a libertarian? Do you believe that we should abolish the child labor laws? I sure would like my son to be able to have a fucking paper route. I did. You know what I mean? My nephew. So I've got two nephews who their, their father is like a master mechanical and like, like 16 wheelers and shit. And by the time they were 16, they were, they would never have to worry about money or being in debt for college. Let's put it that way. Sure. You know what I mean? Cause they yep. worked around the shop since the time they were little, you know, they could probably beat a lot of professional mechanics, you know, is that, Ugh. anyway. Yeah. So, but it's just crazy to me. So, I mean, it, these people are acting out of personal loyalty and personal bias. Like, like, yes, I'm a Mises caucus member. Yes. I support the Mises caucus, but I have watched the Mises caucus work their fucking ass off for four years. And do everything above board. By the bylaws, 100% of the time, all the fucking time. And now that they're winning, now that they're winning because of the hard work that they put in, because they did everything by the book, because they did everything by the bylaws, now they're doing slimeball shit to try and, to try and change that. You know what I mean? And now it's, get, it's got me thinking about the National Convention all over again. Going, huh, if they're willing to do this shit, what do they do at the national convention? You know what I mean? My here's my bet, and and I haven't said this publicly. I don't want to give anyone ideas, but fuck it, I think it's going to happen anyway. Um, I think there's going to be a scumbag donor exodus. Yeah. So like, I saw one donor, uh, one guy who I know is a a big donor on the uh, po- uh, independent political port uh, website today in the comments say like, oh well, you know they're bad people because they're fans of Ron Paul. That guy's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kyle Varner is already gone. Yeah. Um, you know, like these people, like he didn't tell me who it was, but um, a certain vice presidential candidate told me that he was talking to some some donors last year and they were like, yeah, I mean, we like you, but like, you know, we're not really down with the, the party's position on 2A. Think you can help us with that? And he's like, no, yeah. <laughs> like, no, what are you nuts? And and uh you know, you're going to have that kind of shit. I think there's going to be a donor exodus, but I, I or well, a big donor exodus. But I think there's going to be a flood of small donors to make up for it. And I also think there's going to be an increase in big donors because the movement is so much bigger and more successful and prosperous than the than the than the the party. Sure. And they want nothing to do with the party because it's never even attempted to represent them, or at least not in modern history. Sure. And and uh, you know, it's going to do that for the first time. You know what? Where's Mark Skousen? You know, like the guy runs Freedom Fest. Where is he? Right. Well, I think we can make that appeal. You right. know, like. Well, and, and you should. I mean, you know, we, we know that there's going to be big donors are going to leave when the party becomes a bold libertarian party. We know that. Everyone knows that. happening. Yeah. We, and we already knew that was going to happen. You know what I mean? We knew that four years ago that was going to happen. But the, the, the goal was to bring so many libertarians in that it didn't even fucking matter anymore. And we have. I mean, we have. You know, they, they talk about, so they bring, at the last LNC meeting, they brought up this whole ordeal about how, oh, yeah, we've raised this much money and we're making this much money. And then Aaron Adams and John Phillips immediately start doing the numbers and find out it's $3 more per member. That's literally the, the increase that they've had from their fundraising. But no one talks about the fact that we brought in over 2,000 members last year. You know what I mean? Nobody talks about the fact, me, personally, bringing in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new members. Like, they, no one ever talks about that shit. Though, that's what the lifeblood is. And if you actually break it down on the LNC, if you actually break down the numbers, 
The membership drives the party, dude. Yes. It's the same thing as it, like they, they showed sh uh, charts here in Pennsylvania with their membership and the correlation between that and fundraising in their official newspaper. And it was the same thing. Like they showed year over year. There's been a total, a huge surge in membership. Now, I'm not saying we're all of it, but we are a solid chunk of it. And 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 it shows it right there on the graph, like membership, the amount of money that they've raised that is due to membership. It's like 60 percent. You know, like it's it's ridiculous. Of course, the members drive the the organization. That's what it was always supposed to be. I mean, what, what is the alternative? You have anti anti Second Amendment people running the show like. Right. So so, Mike, what you know, with the, hop back to the New Hampshire thing, because I think everybody really wants to hear more about that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. That's why everyone's here, really. It's not because of you or me. Are, Mike, are we me. all over the place? Should we like say, here's what happened? Like, should we like break it down? I or? mean, I could break it down. I could break down. I could break down what I know as an LNC member. This is what happened. I got a call from Michael Heiss saying, hey, are you seeing this shit? And I, and I was like, seeing what shit? I had no idea. So I went to the list and 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 I well, first I went and read the post. Basically, Gilletta Jarvis said, hey, uh, the Twitter account is ours again, and we split the state party into two, and anybody who wants bold messaging can go with them. Anybody who wants to come and be a libertarian in New Hampshire can come with us, and they stole the, they stole the website. They stole the uh, social media accounts. They stole a bunch of physical property out of the, uh, out of the storage shed and basically told every state party member of New Hampshire that uh, if they wanted to be a part of the New Hampshire Libertarian Party, they had to come and sign an entire new pledge that was completely different than the pledge they had. She instituted entire new bylaws. I don't know about the platform, um, but made up her own imaginary bylaws that had never been voted on by anybody and said, we'll be holding a, a something here. And they got a letter from Joe on the 7th saying that she was the rightful chair of the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire and blah, 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 blah. So when I found out about this, I went to go write the LNC list. I was going to write the LNC list and be like, what is this bullshit going on in New Hampshire? This, you know, and, and for me, it's kind of like an Oregon situation, right? Oregon has two state parties and it was because they used to, they used to, oh, we reconciled, yeah, we, we reconciled sure. that at their most recent right. convention. We right. did. Sorry, right. go ahead. I know, I know. And so, uh, but that was for a different situation and I knew that this was different. I mean, what happened there was a lot, a lot deeper than what was going on in New Hampshire. And so I went to write the list, but Karen Ann had already written the list and was like, hey, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Karen Ann was pissed because of that letter that Joe sent. And at the time, I was like, well, it was written on the 7th. This happened yesterday. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, maybe Joe didn't know she's using Joe. Well, it became more and more clear that Joe knew. Right. When Joe made his response, it, he made it clear that he knew. When, then we interviewed the New Hampshire State XCOM, the, the rightful XCOM. They explained everything to us. Then we interviewed Gilletta separately. She explained it all exactly the same way to us. It wasn't like she was hiding anything except for, you know, who her fucking stupid co-conspirators were. And we know who it was. I mean, there's just no doubt about who it was. Nobody else is going to go, hey, you got another option here. Come here. Let me help you out. Hey, it's like signing a car dealership contract, right? <laughs> and so um, so that's kind of where we're at now. But the where we're at now in the LNC is this this... This split, right? There's these people that don't even want to deal, do anything because those are their friends. You know what the big problem is, Josh? The big problem is I was on the interview with the New Hampshire crew. That's the problem. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, it seems to me that the, the big thing, it seems pretty obvious to me. I Here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's pretty clear that things are going to get made right in New Hampshire because it's so egregious, so sloppy, so, so, like, not well done. Like these are not good criminals. Yeah. Um, um, and, uh, 
But I, so I think he still left. Get the, he still left the plausible di- deniability though by hey Janelle Gilletta, don't tell don't tell anyone who helped you. Right. Yeah. Well, I think I think as this unfolds, she's gonna be pressed more and more. Oh, on we're that. gonna press her. She's gonna have to tell us everything. Yeah, but what what the, what's going to happen is they're going to say, okay, well this is done. We let's get back to electing candidates. So blah blah blah. You know that's what we really care about. And and they're going to try to ignore the the broader implications of what's what's happened here and and Joe's involvement. They're going to try to sweep that under the rug. That's what I think is going to happen because it's it's very clear reading that that LNC email list that um that there are people who were very invested in keeping him clean in this whole thing, and of they're course. very invested in the partisan aspect of of everything you well, know and you know like, why that is right because joe well, yeah, can because joe can the country well because joe can be removed from the board for this oh right 100 percent right, he, he went he, won't. he everybody if for anybody who doesn't understand joe circumvented the entire lnc the entire national committee and sent that letter out without even talking to us about it basically He's an accessory dis- to fraud it's basically disaffili- disaffiliating the rightful new hampshire state party to help somebody who had just gone off on the rails and created their own entity. And that's something we can disaffiliate a state affiliate. It takes three quarters of a vote of the LNC. Now he knows he doesn't have those kind of numbers on the LNC. He knows that. So he circumvented them all, sent the letter to Gilletta, which I'm sure she can use at the, the, the secretary of state, you know what I mean? Or whatever they have there in New Hampshire and say, Hey, look, I got a paper from the national committee. We're the affiliate. You know what I mean? He knows what he did. Let's, I, w- I can't tell you all the details, but the Secretary of State shit's going to backfire. That's all I'll say. I'll tell you off air what's going on there. Yeah. But, I, uh, but yeah, I, and I don't think he's going to get removed. And like you said, I think he knows that, and that's kind of why he did this. But um, I also think he is significantly weakened as a, as a candidate for this. Like, because he did announce uh, that he was re-seeking, I think, at the last LNC meeting. Oh, I didn't hear it. Oh, that was probably when he gave a speech in the beginning. I had to go and check my family in because they had parked. We we was, rolled up to the LNC meeting like 15 minutes before the meeting started. We drove in five hours from uh, from Iowa to Chicago. So, um, but yeah, he could be removed. I mean, legitimately. And there's people on the board that want to see him disciplined for this because it was so egregious. But there's so many people on the board that are like, oh, well, you know, we got to figure out all that. We got to do this because they they have a personal vested interest in it, Mike. We're half the country, literally. We are ha- like, we have a controlling stake in half the country, and there's more to come. Right. Like it's really early for us to be have to have half the country. Right. There's still a whole another state convention cycle to get through uh, before we get to the national convention next year. Sure. Like, yeah, they know, and I think that's <clears throat> to jump back a little bit. I think that's why they treated it PA like the Alamo the way that they did. Because if we lose PA, even though we have the numbers, um. It's not a big deal, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Like, we still have a controlling stake in half the party. You know, we still have all of our fundraising. We still have all of our recruitment. Like, we're still solid. If they lost PA, it's like <laughs> the, the, their their chances go from, like, this to, like, this. You right. know, like, the, or the, the road that they have to hoe, like, it, it, it goes parabolic, their chances. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. And, you know, they've watched us do this for years. And they laughed at us. They made fun of us. They talked shit. They said we'd never do it. They said we'd walk away after we lost in 2018, but we didn't, man. Pure projection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, pure projection. Because the thing that I like to point out is if you go back to late 17 when we started and you put together all the elections between now and then, we've lost way more elections than we've won. 
Oh, sure. You know, but we didn't punk out. We didn't, you know, we just went back to the drawing board. Hey, how do we increase? How do we how do we beef up our, our organizers? How do we equip them better? How do we make their jobs easier? How do we raise more money? You know, how do we do all this shit? And we took our lumps and we learned from it. And the second that we start winning more than we're losing, they start quitting. They start cheating. They do all this shit. So it's it's classic projection that 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 they're going to be the ones who quit. Yeah, I really thought it's funny because I really thought if anything was if anyone was going to pull the shady, shady bullshit, it would be Nevada, and they just couldn't they couldn't do anything. Well, they I I think they were at least smart because what I think that's what it is, and and I kind of in, in some ways I kind of got to give them some credit because they at least behaved in real life, and that's usually what happens. Like like usually like people are you know total cocksuckers online and and shrivel up in real life. Um, and that's probably what happened there. Um, now people are starting to get, the thing I'm worried about is like, people are becoming unstable. Like there's, there's people who I'm legitimately worried might kill themselves. I'm not kidding. Like, like after this, people are becoming legitimately unstable, legitimately unglued, legitimately aggressive and, and legitimately escalatory in their aggressive behavior. Like, and, and I don't see that kind of thing leading to anywhere good if nobody in the middle is willing to say hey this is getting out of control like you have to stop right you know like well people did that to me in 2017 and 2022 but then i'd show up to their state conventions they stare at the floor and shit their hands would shake and shit like jason weinman he did that yes. shit he did that shit to me all 2017 you're a bitch you're this you're that you're this talked all kinds of shit about me and then he saw me at the national convention and i saw his little short pudgy ass and he's like looking at me and his hands are shaking he's like oh hi Hi, you know, you know, like, you know what the new move is, at least for me, is um, people people will walk up to me and because like I, I know a lot of people and basically my first thing that my mind does is like, all right, wh- who is this profile picture? Like I'll look at your face and I'm like, all right, who is this profile picture? And I don't know who everybody is necessarily right away. And so like basically if you walk up to me and you're nice and you're cheerful, like, oh, shit, nice. Mises caucus. You know, I'm going to shake your hand and say, cool, man. How are you? Like, I'm really glad to see it. And so the, the new thing is to walk up to me, pretend that you're cool with me and then like give me some like ominous message when you're shaking my hand and expect some kind of reaction out of me. That sounds like you know some, I mean? that sounds like something John Waldenberger would do. No, he's one of the people who's becoming extremely unglued. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he's tried to start two physical altercations now. Huh, like, really? Oh, yeah. With, with Jeff. Uh, why? Of all the people. That's because like a, you don't want that guy swinging his hammers at you, anymore. huh? You don't want that guy swinging his hammers at you. No, but he's <laughs> he's not. I I don't think he's thinking anymore. I I think he's living on Twitter, living in a lot of hate, um, and and being gassed up by his friends, and and getting getting extremely angry. Yeah, and yeah. Well, maybe there's hope for our charity uh, MMA fight then. Maybe I don't know. He's <laughs> angry. He he had my whole Twitter telling them that they would fund his travel and 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 give money to the charity and everything i gotta tell you though like we can make fun and shit but i'm telling you it's sad it's sad because i've known him personally for three years and the vast majority of that has been you know he's always been kind of a lefty or whatever but whatever like you know like the vast majority of that has been we're voting him on the board to keep him involved we're we're friendly you know what like mark bizzacco helps him move you know like like he's been reasonable and honest and work withable for the vast majority of the time that I've known him. And then just in the past eight months or so that we've become, it's become obvious that we're be, being really successful, including here in my County. He's just like lost it. It's sure. sad, man. Sure. Absolutely. Hey, we got a bunch of super chats. I want to, I want to uh, check out. 
Matt Lally says, how can we get more alignment going between the LP and the Bitcoin community? Hashtag unity. That is a good, that is the kind of unity I would like to see. The, Mike, why don't you talk about 20, 2017 and the, and what happened there, bud? Well, I, I just talked to him uh, in, in Florida about this. And, and that was like the first big victory that we had was the blockchain committee. And the whole point was to populate the blockchain committee with people from the crypto community and, and to have them kind of diagnose, hey, where are areas in the party that we could use the technology to, to streamline things or solve problems or or whatever. And in so doing, kind of create a lane into the uh, the crypto community. And we were able to get the committee. But then, of course, it was filled with a bunch of LP idiots that don't have anything to do with crypto or, who, or who anything. populated that committee. <laughs> uh nick <laughs> yeah. it, that um, was like the i think that was the first that was like the first shady shitty thing i ever really noticed like in person in hindsight i could have wrote the motion better you know i was you very could've. green you could have but, but yeah but oh well um and arvin could have helped you out a little more too i mean let's be yeah, honest he you know arvin um, arvin knew what the fuck he was doing to answer that question i think i need people like like matt there to help me stay abreast of uh, big events. Like I didn't even know about that that Bitcoin conference in Miami and that's Aww. maybe my fault, but if I did know, I would have tabled it. Sure. You know what I mean? Like and and I so maybe you know chalk that one on me, but uh we've got to do better with going to events. That's yeah. where I think the sausage is made. You, you start forming these real connections. Well, and you know me, dude. I I've, I've been a proponent of bringing the crypto community to the Libertarian Party this whole time. Hey, Bitcoin.com wrote an article about me. Okay. Yes. Like legitimately, yeah. they I, that was like the first big article that ever got written about me. I was like, holy shit, I'm in a Bitcoin.com article. I love it. But I, you know, I go. I, I, this isn't financial advice, but buy Bitcoin right now. First of all, second of all, uh, we need the crypto community to be a part of the Libertarian community. There's just no reason why they shouldn't be there. They're all Austrians. A, a, a big part of the are but they're all libertarian minded i mean they are literally investing in a decentralized currency that circumvents the federal government i mean you can't get more libertarian than that man you know what i mean uh let's see uh carlin borisenko i i hope i said that right she said uh now you guys know that you never compromise or bend the knee to sjw's yes Oh, we always knew that. We just didn't peg Gilletta as a SJW. I think it was what it was. Yeah, she has she has an extensive history in the party. And, and, you know, there is an element of like, well, you know, some of these old timers that will work with us that have experience that know what they're doing. Like we would like to work with them and learn from them and, you know, boost up the membership with them and and all that kind of stuff. And uh, nobody knew that she was going to like completely fucking devolve if she didn't get her way on the Twitter. Sure. <laughs> Sure. Uh, Zach Lakowski, I think I said that right. He said, oh, no, look at Josh grifting all my money away. Thanks for the super chat, buddy. Uh, Reed Coverdale, Liberty Unity was never about uniting with BFCs. Exactly. We know, Reed. Yep. We do appreciate your call for unity, buddy. Florida Josh said, shout out to the Florida Mises Caucus on this past weekend. Wait, I think I got to call Reed out. Reed, I need to be on the show. What the fuck? Yeah, what the f- You haven't had Michael Heiss on the show? Yeah, God, what the fuck? Dude. Okay. Uh, Florida Josh, I think, just one vice chair of Florida, by the way. Right? Did Josh win that? Were you down there? Yes. Yes, he did. That's awesome. Dude. We, we swept. We swept it. We swept the executive board and then took the majority of the uh, regional positions down there. Yeah. But Florida was always so heavily Mises anyways. Cause it was, but it wasn't organized. It right. was, it was, it was Mises by osmosis. Right. You know what I mean? Like the general culture was kind of, they were already now pretty it's like Austrian. organized Mises. Yeah. They were already pretty Austrian to begin with for sure. Uh, shout out and, and congrats to, to Josh, who is one of my patrons, by the way. So the vice chair of the Florida state party is one of my patrons. You probably should be too. Uh, Jacob Winograd says i'm congrats i'm congrats contractually obligated by the mc to donate yes you are thank you sir 
Uh, let's see. He's Le- not supposed to say that. <laughs> Level zero. The fact that you have a couple of these of the BFCs here to start crap goes to show that this is the way. No BFC unity. Uh, Zach Lukowski said, hold up. Are you guys saying that a lawyer politician used car salesman as a slimy character? Yes, we are. Absolutely. Uh, man, there's a lot of super chats tonight. Mike, you're killing it for me. Thanks, buddy. Uh, drywall. I need to get this shit Thanks. enabled on my, our YouTube. God damn. Are you not monetized yet? Dude, you got to monetize. Uh, nah, we've only just started trying to do more with the YouTube. Gotcha. Will Hobson, uh, says, let's see. Will Hobson says, Karen, we always the guy that closed the divide in Oregon and deserves a lot of praise. Karen Ann Harlos is my power animal. Yes. Uh, I agree. Karen Ann Harlos is amazing. Uh, we got pictures of her with my kids a couple weeks ago and that was really cool because our three-year-old wears pink glasses. And so dude, it was really cool to have a picture. Dude, of her. Karen Ann was acting as the parliamentarian for the Florida convention from like, like 10 in the morning. And then in the last half hour of the meeting, caught wind of like the foul plot. Afoot. And she was on it all night long. And dude. She was on it all night long. All dude, night what a champ. long. That woman, uh, like, she doesn't look it, but isn't she going on like sixty? She's like, in her, you she's know in what her mean? late fifties like, for sure. I think. I, I yeah, think she's dude. about. She's either my mom's age or a little bit older. But yeah, she's she's pretty she's dope. Like, like, HDH or something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> my so Julia, my fiance. She's like she's like I didn't want to say it while we were there, but she's like she's like Karen Ann's kind of thick, right? <laughs> Like, shut up. Uh, Will Hobson. I want to give a shout out to Will Hobson uh, for being an awesome anti-war guy. He came from the left, or at least the Democrats, and we found our uh, our kinship in the anti-war sentiment. So I appreciate him very much. Uh, Robin Dominic says also mentioned that you, Mike, had spoken to Jeremy about not being so so, so spicy. So the problem was already dealt with. On the yeah, that, I guess that is an important point. I I had already spent hours before this fucking story broke, like talking to the New Hampshire guys, and and I had talked to Jeremy Kaufman, trying to come to a resolution, and and he was agreeable, and then all of this broke. Yeah. So, well, you know what's really funny is Jeremy Kaufman's. I th- I don't know if it's next week or the week after. Jeremy Kaufman's coming on my show too, so that's gonna be a. He's lot coming of on your show. He's also doing a a, a a debate with Angela at Porkfest. Yeah, and uh, people don't realize that that like they because people will say, oh, well, he's the, this jerk off that did all this tweets. That guy is like on the board of the Free State Project. Uh, he's he's Started one of the founders, I believe, of, of Library Odyssey. and Odyssey. Yeah. Like he's an impressive dude and he's a smart dude. Like yeah. he's not some nut job. Yeah, he's really, really cool. Uh Jacob Wintergrad says thirty thousand dollars towards candidates, thousands of new members. The MC is an existential threat if the goal is a spineless, ineffective LP. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Uh, that he does have and Nick Ashley paid five dollars to tell you to teach this boy to pronounce Mises correctly. I say it right. Mises. No, no it's Mises. That's what I said. Mises. No, you say it like Mises pieces. It's weird. It's different. You're the you. Hey, man, you're the Mises caucus guy. I'm not going to. We, we had a debate with this in, in the Facebook group with Tom and, and Tom came down on our side. So, yeah. So anyway, so uh, <laughs> what, what what's coming up next for you in the Mises caucus, bud? Well, I'm going to be tabling the uh, Young Americans for Liberty event uh, in Orlando in August. I'm going to be tabling Freedom Fest. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Scott Horton's going to be at the North Carolina convention. I believe Angela is too. I don't remember if that's true or not. She's going to be stopping by uh, uh, the Michigan convention with uh, Justin Amash will be there. Uh, you got Porkfest. Porkfest is going to have a huge Mises presence. Um, and like, I think there's a whole Mises like section of Porkfest. And you got Tom Woods, Dave Smith. I wish I could be at Porkfest. I'm really pissed that I can't. Um, and then we also have our own. Like, get this, the party's been around for 50 years and hasn't done what we're about to start doing this year, which is uh, in October, October 2nd, 
we have our uh, the pilot program for our campus outreach and recruitment. So like we've got Tom Woods going to be talking about secession, uh, Michael Bolden talking about nullification. Uh, we're going to have Sean Rittenauer talking about Austrian economics, Scott Horton doing a lecture about like a crash course of the current conflicts. Maj talking about like the history of gun control and uh, Michael Rechtenwald talking about like the history of the basket of ideas that we umbrella under the term cultural Marxism and like their intellectual history and the implications for liberty. Um, and it's all free to attend. We've got shuttles coming from GMU uh, with students. We're going to be inviting the philosophy department, the history department, the economics department and uh, try to recruit students. And and then they can uh, if they want, they can pay to do the after party where we're going to have uh <clears throat> where we're going to have Adam Nutter and uh, and Robbie the Fire and Dave doing some stand-up. Dude, it's pretty crazy. So everyone you just mentioned, even with the stand-ups, have either been on my show or are coming on my show in the next month. Nice. <laughs> Adam, Adam, yo, I got to tell you, Adam is great. I really, it was- He's like I, one of my favorite fucking dudes. Yeah, yeah, and he's close to me, uh, like, like geographically, and uh, we're becoming good friends. And I had never seen him perform before, before- uh, uh, he performed at the Pittsburgh convention. He had Jeff Dice like cracking up about dick jokes and shit. I'm like, oh shit, this is pretty cool. That, <laughs> you know, like... I, that's another name that I'm having that I have coming on next month. Jeff Dice too. It's gonna be crazy. Nice. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Adam Nutter. His show. Uh, uh, fuck, I'm gonna forget it now. He's got the he's got the Porcupine, which is the new libertarian one. But he's got the uh, the other one. Oh, he's, fuck, I'm not gonna remember it right now. And it's so funny. Sorry. Like what? We failed you. Something of us. Damn it, I'm so close. Cult of us. Cult the of cult us. of us. Yes, thank you. He does a comedy podcast. The guy is fucking hilarious, man. I want to see him do stand up really, really bad. Definitely, he's he's great. He's good. Catch the video in in Pittsburgh if you can. Yeah, yeah. So so what can all these great people do? We got like hundreds of viewers right now. What what uh what can these great people do to help the Mises Caucus win? So go to takehumanaction.com. You can sign up to our email list where we keep you. Up to date. You also have your email routed to your state organizers who will be reaching out to you if you want to get involved on a deeper level. And if you don't got time but you got money, you can become a recurring donor also at takehumanaction.com. You can also go to Mises Merch and get our uh, branded merch. Uh, we've got the Ron Paul Be Brave shirts that are doing very well. We're going to be having uh, new designs coming up, like classic campaign designs. So, like, we're going to be having the Harry Brown campaign design up, uh, the Ron Paul 88 design up. We're going to have the Maj Torre for city council design, the Hornberger uh, design. So all of that stuff's going to be going up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, join the join the Facebook group or the uh, or the or follow the Twitter. That's where where all the action is at. But definitely join that email list so that we can reach out and integrate you into the on-the-ground actions. Well, brother, I love you to death, man. You know it. I, I, you've become, like I said in the beginning, you've become a brother to me over the last four years. I think that what you have done for this movement is uh, invaluable, even to the people who may not understand it. Uh, I wish you nothing, nothing but luck. And uh, we will talk offline about whether or not I'm going to run for at-large again in 2022, sir. Let me know. And- <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Have a good one. Love you, bro. Peace. All right, guys. Another awesome episode of Break the Cycle in the Books. Fuck, I love Michael Heist to death. If you guys are not following the Mises Caucus, you're not supporting the Mises Caucus, but you want to see a libertarian party that can actually take on a state that will napalm your children in the words of Michael Heist, a state that will napalm your children for resources, then go check out the Mises Caucus because they are the ones who are going to get it done. I promise you, when the establishment has to resort to dirty tricks to try and keep you from being successful you know you're already winning 
Anyways, guys, go check out my sponsors, Lorenzotti.coffee for all your delicious Italian coffee needs. Bring Italy home. Use BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Of course, toplobster.com where you can get this awesome Epstein Didn't Kill Himself shirt I'm wearing tonight and hundreds and hundreds of other great shirts. By the way, there's a new Patreon uh, perk on all of my tiers except for the $3 one where if you get into Discord, he drops his uh, new gear weeks prior to putting it out to the general population. You get it like a 30% discount if you're a patron of my show, which is like deep. That's a deep discount. I mean, you're looking at getting t-shirts for like, I don't know, 12, 15 bucks or something like that. Awesome stuff. Definitely check out Top Lobster. Use BTC at, at checkout for a normal 10% show discount. Of course, anthemplanning.com. Uh, executive producers of the show, all your emergency and crisis planning needs, please go and give them a look, see what they can do for you. Coming up on the show on Wednesday, we have my friend Brian Nichols from the Brian Nichols Show is going to be on. Very excited. This guy uh, is always keen on how best to message Liberty. I'm very stoked to have him on. And then on Friday, I have a good friend, Josh Shibulski, coming on, author of a great book called Second Story Work that I am almost finished with. It is awesome stuff. You guys are going to want to check this out. He's great. We probably will talk some hockey because he's Canadian and I'm a big hockey fan. That might be a lot of fun. Um, guys, check out the Patreon. Like I said, patreon.com backslash break the cycle JS. Uh, you get to support the show. I told you guys next month I'm doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday. I'm really putting my heart and soul into this. Trying to create another revenue stream for me and my eight dependents, seven children, six children and a grandchild. So if you guys would be so kind to help the show out, I would be very, very happy. There's some great perks over there, including the Mug Club. Uh, really awesome exclusive shirt made by Top Lobster. Obviously, you get the Top Lobster uh, designs early at a cheap discount. And you guys get into a really cool Discord that's already got like... I don't know, over 50-something people in there. Really cool people like Angela McArdle, Top Lobster, uh, the people from um, uh, Anthem Planning. Go check it out, man. Please do. Uh, if you hate me, if you hate Patreon, you can check out uh, subscribestar.com backslash BreakTheCycleJS as well. Or you can join right, join right here underneath all my videos as a member of the YouTube channel. Uh, you get some cool little perks there too where you can have uh, your own custom uh, BTC logo. And uh, emojis for the chat, since you guys like to hang out in the chat and all that great stuff. But anyways, I will see you guys on Wednesday for the show with Brian Nichols. I'm looking forward to it. But until then, don't forget to break the cycle. Due to legal reasons, I just have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse and the frame But I just landed in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 and the things you do So any violence you commit, I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft Lord Chipper is my friend and he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement getting totally old Make your own choices, yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless there's due process and a trial, of course And if you're convicted, we will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft There are nothing I mean, you know it No product theaters, cause they're close to COVID Holy shit, I think